Hello fellow story champions, my name is Simon Brooks. Welcome to Lindy Line, a story podcast. Here you will find old stories, some written by the likes of Kipling and Robert Louis Stevenson. Ancient folk and fairy tales retold for a modern audience of families and original short stories I have penned myself. I'll be retelling some of the classic folk and fairy tales and some of the stories you may not be familiar with. I'll be taking you around the world with these tales and there may be some history too. You never know. Are you comfortable? Then sit back and listen. Once, when all creatures could understand one another, and the realm of magic was apparent as the clouds in the sky, and the fae were still seen sprinkling fairy dust into the eyes of those who were to see them. In those long-ago times, there were stories. Are you comfortable? Then sit back and listen. We had snow over the weekend. It was deep and covered everything. The branches on the trees drip with thick white frosting. The grass is buried in powdered sugar and the plants have been coated in white chocolate. No wonder I am hungry this morning. I have deep treads on my shoes and was slipping in places and I don't know what Mo puts on her paws, but she was having no issues diving through the snow, like a deer as I slogged through the woods. I thought it might be fun to build a snow person between some of the trees, almost hiding, so only those watching, looking and seeing would notice it there. I found some downed branches and sticks, broke some of the ice on the stream to get rocks for the buttons and eyes and mouth, and I had brought a carrot with me for the nose. So I set to it, with Mo bounding about and bonking me with a nose to hurry up. The snow was thick and wet and it was taking a while to create this winterland creature. Lifting up the middle body section and then the head was not that easy. It was heavy snow. The body and head were done. I got the rock buttons, eyes and mouth on and placed the carrot at a jaunty angle and sort of wished that I had an old scarf and hat to put about it. I gave the snow person some stick feet and some stick arms one arm with its hand on its hip as if looking seriously at someone, and the other arm pointing often to the trees. It almost looked like it was saying something. I brushed snow off a nearby rock and sat down. I got out some snacks for Mo and some hot chocolate for me. I usually use two kinds of hot chocolate, one being Cadbury's and the other being a good fair trade cocoa, and then I sprinkle some chilli powder into it to give it a bit of bite. It's very yummy. So we drank and snacked and got up to continue with our hike when I heard someone clearing their throat. But no one was there. The snow person moved a little bit, then one stick foot stretched out and then the other. It stood up an inch and walked towards me, bringing its arms across its front as if folding them. So you're going to abandon me here? Leave me on my own in the woods? Well, I, er, uh, yes, I was thinking it would be fun for people to come across you. A little surprise for them. Oh, am I supposed to jump out and say boo or something then? Am I a monstrous snowman? No, more of a friendly magical sort. At least that's what I was thinking, but really, if you're alive, I suppose you can be whatever you want to be. This was a bit odd, I have to say, not just talking to a snowman as it turned out, but saying it could be whatever kind it wanted to be. What if it decided to be a monstrous evil kind of snow person, jumping out at people, bonking them on the head with sticks and stones? Hmm, I had not thought of that. Thought of what? I wondered if it could read my mind. 
being a nice magical snowman. I like that idea. The rock eyes moved a little. Is that a carrot nose? Uh, yes, it is. It is sort of traditional to use a carrot for a nose. One would normally, traditionally speaking, use coal for buttons, mouth and eyes, but I use rocks from the stream. I hope that's okay. Oh, it's fine. I was just thinking about the deer and how long I could keep my nose before one of them ate it off. Would you like a stick or a rock nose, then? No. I think if I'm to be a magical, friendly sort, I should keep the carrot and feed the deer with it, don't you think? I think that would be a splendid idea. I looked about and back at the snowman. Well, if you want, you can join me and Mo on a walk, if you like. No, no, that's all right. These legs, which are fine, I'm not complaining, are a little on the short side, and it's a lot of effort to move far. I would only hold you back. You and Mo enjoy your walk, and I will think of some marvellous ways to give people passing by a magical, friendly surprise by not jumping out at them. But I don't want to frighten children either. How does my smile look? The snowman gave me a grin. Um, let's add some eyebrows. I found a couple of twigs that made some very friendly and expressive eyebrows. Give me that smile again. The snowman grinned. Perfect. Those eyebrows make all the difference. You have a lovely smile and face. We'll enjoy your walk, we will. Enjoy being magical. No, I will. You can be sure of that. Mo barked and licked him, and the snowman laughed and waved as we headed off into the trees. Well, this is New England, where we live, and it's rare the temperatures will get above freezing from now until, well, March, maybe April, so I bet Mo and I will be seeing that snow person again. Maybe next time we're out in the woods, we can make a friend for him. That was a fun little adventure, and quite surprising too. In all my years of making snow people, I have never before had one come to life and start talking to me. I think it's because these woods are so magical themselves. If you were going to make a snow person, what would you use to make buttons, eyes, nose and mouth? And maybe eyebrows too? If you had some old clothes that were worn out, what would your snow person wear? Would it have some sort of activity it could do? Maybe there's an old broken snowboard you could place next to the snow person. Or a walking stick, as if it has just done some big walk or snowboarded through your garden. Maybe if you have snow where you live... You can make a snow family and some snow pets. I might have to try and make a snow dragon out the front of my house. Now that sounds fun. Before I go, here's another story for you. I hope you enjoy it. This story comes from Wales. And it's about this young man called Morgan. And Morgan, well, he wasn't the brightest of lads. Although he had a good heart and was kind to everybody. His mother quite often had to get him out of trouble, which he inadvertently found himself. Well, one day he overheard two gentlemen saying that he had not a pot of brains upon him, and then he also heard that the wise woman of the village would give people pots of brains. And when Morgan heard that, he ran to see his mother and said, Mother, 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 I, I, the wise woman of the village, I need a pot of brains, and, and she, she has them. Can I, can, can I get some, please? Well, she knew that Morgan needed a pot of brains and wondered if the wise woman could get them for him, but she nodded and said yes. So Morgan made his way up to the little woman's house, and and she answered, putting her glasses on, and said, oh, 
Hello, you're Morgan, aren't you? Aye, aye, it's, it's a very nice day, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. The sun is out and the sky is blue. There's not a cloud to spoil the view. Oh, I, I, I know, it's very nice and, and the crops are growing, but um, 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 I don't suppose you have a pot of brains for me, do you? I'm afraid I've run out of the brains of philosophers and wise men. Oh, no, 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 I, I don't need anything as fancy as that. Just a regular old pot of brains, if you have them. Well, first of all... You have to bring me the heart of which you love the best. Oh, I know, said Morgan. Thank you very much. And off he ran. And he ran as fast as he could back home. And he talked to his mother. Mother, 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 I have to bring the heart of what I love the most. Well, his mother looked a bit concerned about that. And he says, the sheep, I want to kill the sheep because I love, absolutely love mutton. His mind had obviously been on food. And so she nodded, and he butchered the sheep and took the heart to the old woman, handed it out to her, wrapped in a paper bag. Well, here's your heart um, 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 of the thing that I love the most. It, it's, a, it's a heart of a lamb. It's a heart of a sheep. It, it's a mutton. Can I have my pot of brains, no? Well, no, you have to answer me this, this question first. All, all right, well, what is it then? What runs but has no feet? Uh, uh... He looked to the left. Um, um, he looked to the right. Um, um, he looked at his feet. I have no idea. Well, have a think, and when you're ready, come back, she said. Morgan returned home, crestfallen. He didn't tell his mother he hadn't got a pot of brains, but he realised after a while that it was his mother, not a sheet that he loved the most. She was the one that got him out of all sorts of trouble. She was the one that helped him clean and cook and everything. She was definitely the one that he she, he loved the most. But, but I can't get the heart out of my mother. But one day, she coughed and choked a little bit and, and said she was going to take a nap. But she didn't wake up. And she didn't wake up. And she didn't wake up. And Morgan thought she was dead. So he carefully picked her up and with sadness in his heart, walked to the old woman's house and kicked the door, and the old woman opened it and put her glasses on her face, and her mouth fell open. I've brought the heart of the thing that I love the most, but I cannot bring myself to cut it out. The heart of my mother. He pushed past the, the wise woman, whose eyes grew wider and wider as he gently set his mother down in the chair. And the wise woman looked between the body of his mother and between Morgan and said, You have to answer a question first. Well, what is it? What is gold and shining but not a coin? Uh, Morgan looked to the left. Uh, Morgan looked to the right. Uh, he looked at his shoes. I don't know. He turned, leaving his mother in the, in the chair of the old woman, and ran. And as he ran across the green, he stumbled and fell to his knees and burst into tears. A young maiden passed by and, and saw Morgan. It was an old friend of his, Brenda. Oh, what's wrong, Morgan? Is everything all right? No, 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 everything's gone wrong. I, I've lost my sheep and, and I lost my mother and I cut the heart out. What? She said, you cut the heart out? No, 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 no. He eventually explained himself and she understood. I can't do anything myself. I'm all alone. I've lost everything. 
Well, I'll help you. Well, how can you help me? Why don't you marry me? She'd always had a soft spot for Morgan. He wasn't the smartest man in the village, but he was one of the kindest that she knew, and she enjoyed his company. And so he agreed, for he felt the same way about her. Although she was way smarter than him, they got married, they lived in his mother's home. And then one day this realisation hit him, that it was her that he loved the most. He ran through the fields and put his arms around his wife, held her tight and says, you know, I realised after all this time that it is you that I love the most. But I can't cut your heart out, but I still want a pot of brains. Well, I appreciate that you don't want to cut my heart out, she said. But maybe we could go and see the old woman together. Oh, but she asked me all these questions and they're really hard to answer. Well, what were the questions? Well, the first one was, was what runs but doesn't have any feet? Well, that's easy, it's water. Oh, that's brilliant, that is. Uh, and the second one was, what's golden, shiny, but is not a coin? Well, that would be the sun. Oh, that's so good. Yes, 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 let's go and visit her. And so she jumped upon his back, and he carried her to the old woman's house. <laughs> oh, hello, Morgan. It's nice to see you. And hello, Brenda. Uh, hello. I've come for, for a pot of brains, but I'm not going to cut her heart out, because she's the one that I love them. Oh, he looked over the old woman's shoulder and saw his mother in the cottage, walking around. Hello, mother. What are you doing here? Oh, well, when you brought me here, I, I just fell asleep. I, I was sleeping deeply. There was nothing wrong with me, but I thought, well, I'll just get on with my life here instead of, you know, give you the house instead. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Ma. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I want my pot of brains. The old woman looked at him. You need to answer a question. Oh, I, I know. I'm ready now. What is old but is new every month? Morgan looked to the left. Ah. Uh, Morgan looked to his right. Ah. Uh, Brenda whispered quietly in his ear. Oh. Oh, that's clever. The moon. Yes. Yes, it is. Where are my brains? Where, where, where's my pot of brains? You already have them, Morgan. Where, where, where? Where are they? They're in Brenda's head. Oh, what a good place to keep them. I, I like that. And he turned around and, and grabbed Brenda around the waist and lifted her up and spun her around the room. Well, see you two later. And Morgan and his wife left. Never again did Morgan have to ask for a pot of brains again. For Brenda had enough for the two of them. And they all lived happily ever after. Well, thanks for listening to Lindy Line, a story podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. By simply subscribing and telling your friends about this podcast will help. But also, please leave a review on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this as it helps others find these stories. Most podcasts have advertisers. We don't. If you want to drop the price of a dog biscuit for Mo and the cost of a cup of tea for me, that would be lovely. It's hungry work in the woods. You can also become a patron and pay as little as $1 to as much as you think it was worth. If you become a Patreon patron at www.patreon.com 
forward slash Simon Brooks, you get extra resources and outtakes. You might even see a photo or two of Mo, my wonderful rescue dog, and photographs of our adventures together. Hashtag in the woods with Mo. Once, when all creatures could understand one another, and the realm of magic was as apparent as the swords worn, there were stories. I hope you enjoyed today's story. This is where my telling ends. <laughs>